All right, Shabbos, say good morning. Let us begin. Begin by thanking our sponsors for today's year. To thank our Talmud Torah sponsors for the month of Cheshvan. To thank Mayor and Rachel Gold for dedicating all the Shimon Joshua's this month in memory of Yona Tzvi ben Yosef Chaim Alazar HaKohen. To thank Norman and Leah Efron for, in, uh, for, de- for dedicating the Shimon Joshua's this month in honor of and celebration of the 98th birthday of Norm's grandfather, Yosef Herschel ben Mordechai Halevi. We wish him gesund and hatzlacha ad meve esem shanum tobos. To thank Mr. Morton Esterson and Malkin Semi Esterson for dedicating the week of learning in memory of Mrs. Miriam Goldfine, Miriam Bas Matisio. We hope that in the merit of our Tamatora, her Nishamal Havan Aliyah and her family, a Nechama. And mostly with that, let us begin. So, Baruch Hashem, we have really an exceptional and incredible daf ahead of us today. Today's daf is Yud Aleph. We are picking up on Yudamad Bey's 10b, and we are picking up five lines up from the bottom. So Tanya, we'll say an inc- really just an, an exceptional, beautiful, magnificent Gemara today. Tanya, Rabbi Eliezer, Omer. So we'll say we're now going to see a, a, multiple, a, a multi-tiered machlokas about creation of the world, as well as about, as, as well as about the timeline of a number of other important world events. So Tanya, Rabbi Eliezer Omer, Petishrei Nivra Olam, Rabbi Eliezer's position is the world was originally created in Tishrei. Petishrei Noldu Avos, in Tishrei the Avos, Avram Yitzchak and Yaakov were born. Petishrei Mesu Avos, in Tishrei the Avos passed away. The Pesach, Nolad Yitzchak, now one exception, even though we just said the Avos were born and died in Tishrei, we, we really mean Avram and Yaakov, Really, Yitzchak was born on Pesach, but Pesach no Yitzchak, but Rosh Hashanah, Nifkida, Sarah, Rachel, Vechana. On Rosh Hashanah, Sarah, Rachel, and Chana, all of whom were akaros, were barren, were remembered for children on Rosh Hashanah. But Rosh Hashanah, Yosef, Asurin. On Rosh Hashanah, Yosef was emancipated, was freed from jail. Remember again a reference to the Yosef story in Egypt. Yosef was released from jail on Rosh Hashanah. Tap of Yudalif, the Rosh Hashanah Batla Avoda Me Avosina Bimitzraim. And Rosh Hashanah is when slavery stopped in Egypt. Now, both say, now this is very in- interesting for just a moment. If you look at Rashi, Rashi says over here, Rashi says, Batla Avoda Me Avosinu, Rashi says, Shisha Chadashim Lifne Gulasam Pasakashibur. A very interesting historical fact. The Jews, slavery stopped. Six months before we left Mitzrayim. So, so in other words, which essentially means during the course of the Makos, there was no servitude. So that's what it means when it says over here, So the slavery stopped on Rosh Hashanah, even though we did not leave Mitzrayim until Nisan. Tosa says over here as well, Tosa is top Tosa. Rosh Hashanah batla avodah me'avosem Mitzrayim, Rabbi Yoshua modeh baha berov svarim, va'afa pishe schilu ha-makos minisan, de mishpat ha-mitzrayim yudbeis chodesh k'islam be'adios, mikomakom lo paska avodah atishrei. So Tosa adds something very interesting. Tosa actually says that the makos spanned a year. A year. The makos went from Nisan to Nisan. Now, what's interesting about this is as follows, that it went from Nisan to Nisan, but we apparently were still enslaved at the beginning of the Makos. Slavery stops at Tishrei, and then ultimately we leave Mitzrayim by Nisan. Very interesting. Benisan nigalu 
model. We were redeemed from Mitzrayim in Nisan, and but we will be redeemed with Mashiach in Mirat Hashem in Tishrei. So Mashiach comes in Tishrei. So we'll say Rabbi Eliezer's model. Tishrei are these bookends, right? Tishrei was the creation of the world. Tishrei is Mashiach. And all of these other events, some which occur in Tishrei, some which occur in Nisan. Good. That's Rabbi Eliezer. Rabbi Yeshua Omer. Rabbi Yeshua says, no. Benisan Nivraha Olam. Not true. In fact, the world was not created in Tishrei. The world was created in Nisan. Benisan Noldu Avos. The patriarchs were born in Nisan. Right? Benisan Mesu Avos. And in Nisan, the Avos passed away. But more specifically, Bepesach Nolod Yitzchak. So Avram and, ya- Avram and Yaakov were born in Nisan. What, 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 what they have in Nisan, we'll see. Right, Nisan. But ultimately, Yitzchak Avinu was born on Pesach. On Rosh Hashanah, Sarah, Rachel, and Chana were remembered for pregnancy. And on Rosh Hashanah, Yosef left jail. And on Rosh Hashanah, ultimately, again, Avoda ceased from our ancestors. They stopped being slaves. They stopped, or these enslavement, the servitude stopped on Rosh Hashanah. Benisa Nigalu, or Benisan Asidin Ligal. We were redeemed in Nisan, i.e. Pesach, and Mashiach Imir Sasham will come Bishatova Umitzlachos in the month of Nisan. So we'll say something I'll tell you something just very interesting over here. So the fundamental machlokas is what you have over here is Rabbi Eliezer saying the world was created in Tishrei. And interestingly enough, those are always bookends. The world was created in Tishrei, and therefore again his logic is Mashiach comes in Tishrei as well. Almost as if Rabbi Eliezer is, is creating that, that life is this circle, right? Life, life is this unit. And creation began in Tishrei, and to a certain degree, there's an element of creation that comes to an end, and a new creation that begins with Mashiach and Tishrei as well. Rabbi Yeshua is of the opinion that Yitzhak Mitzrayim was really the beginning of Yemos Mashiach. It really was, and we see this, and Maral writes extensively about this as well, that Yitzhak Mitzrayim was the beginning of the process of Messianic evolution. So ultimately it began in Nisan, and therefore it comes to an end in Nisan as well. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, there, there's a lot more to say about this, but I'm going to come back to it in a little bit, Demir Tzashem. So the Gemara says as follows, Tanya, Tanya, Rabbi Eliezer Omer, Minayin Shebet Tishrei, Nivra Olam. So Rabbi Eliezer says, from where do you know that the world was created in Tishrei? Shnei Amar, Vayomer Elokim, Tad Shei Haaretz Desha, Esev Mazria Zera, Eitz Pri. So we'll say now watch this. So comes along Rabbi Eliezer. How do I know that the world was created? In Tishrei, because the Pasuk says as follows, Kalish Baruch Hu said, Desha, let the earth be covered with vegetation, Asev Mazria Zera, right? Herbs, right? Asev grass that gives off seed, Eitz Pri, fruit trees, fruit trees. So the Gemara says, what does this mean? Look at Rashi, Eitz Pri, it's the first, last wide line, Eitz Pri, Shenigmar Perio. So we'll say, Rabbi Eliezer is of the opinion that Eitz Pri means that the fruit was already fully formed on the tree. Right? When it was created, the fruit was already fully formed on the tree. Ezu Chodesh, excuse me, Sha'aretz Motzia Deshaim, Ve'ilan Maliperos, which month does the earth bring forth vegetation? Right? And the tree is filled with fruit. Have Omer, is that Tishrei? It's the month of Tishrei, where the trees are laden with fruit. Therefore, again, Va'osa Aperek, Zman Revi'ahaisa. Furthermore, again, it's Tishrei, 
which is also the beginning of the rainy season. Today, Gemara said, And the rain came down and caused the vegetation to sprout forth. A mist will come up from the earth. Therefore, we'll say, interestingly enough, Rabbi Eliezer's opinion is really based on really one phrase, Eitz Pri. Since the Torah, when it describes creation, says Eitz Pri, namely that the trees ultimately again had finished fruit, what month do the trees have finished fruit on them? Tishrei. Furthermore, again, the rain comes and ultimately causes all the vegetation to sprout forth. When does the rain come? First rains come? Tishrei. Therefore, this leads Rabbi Eliezer to say the world was created in Tishrei. Rabbi Yoshua on Rabbi Yoshua says, no. Minayin Sheba Nisan. How do you know that the world was created in Nisan? So the Gemara says, Minayin Sheba Nisan nivra olam shene emar vatotse ha'aretz desha esev mazriha zera ve'etz osep pri. So interesting enough, I will say again, the Gemara quotes from the Pasuk. I just want to point out two, dips, two different psukim. Rabbi Eliezer is quoting from Bereshis Aleph Yud Aleph, and ultimately again, Rabbi Yoshua is quoting from Bereshis Aleph Yud Beis. Right? Juxta, right? Psukim right next to each other. Psukim right next to each other. I will say now again, what's the difference between Aleph, right? right Pasuk, Pasuk Yud Aleph and Pasuk Yud Beis. Pasuk Yud Aleph is where HaKadosh Baruch Hu says what he's going to do, and Pasuk Yud Beis is where it actually happens. So Rabbi Yeshua says, let's look at what actually happened. Now what happened? So the earth produced this vegetation. And a tree which would bear fruit. A tree which would bear fruit. So Rabbi Yeshua says, Which is the month that the earth is filled with vegetation and the tree begins to bring forth its fruit. So you, say, you, you hear the difference over here? In Rabbi Eliezer's Pasek, he's darshaning eitz pri. And eitz pri means what? A tree which is laden with fruit. In Rabbi Yoshua's Pasek, he's darshaning eitz osa pri, which means a tree which is beginning to bring forth its fruit. In which month is the tree beginning to bring forth its fruit? So the Gemara says, Have Omer, Zen Nisan. It's Nisan. Nisan is when the tree begins to bring forth its fruit. Not only that, but that season, the spring, Nisan, is when the mating season for the animals begins. We just spoke about this passage before. Literally, again, the sheep will become clothed, which is a reference to pregnancy. So we'll say, so here in lies, isn't this, isn't this absolutely incredible? We'll say, isn't it amazing? Isn't it amazing how everything is in the Torah? Even trying to figure out when was the world created. And look what the Machlokes is about. You have Rabbi Eliezer darshaning Eitz Osepri. You have Rabbi Yoshua darshaning Eitz Pri. I'm sorry, just the opposite. You have Rabbi, you have Rabbi Eliezer darshaning Eitz Pri and Rabbi Yoshua darshaning Eitz Osepri. Rabbi, Rabbi Eliezer saying Eitz Pri. The world was created and the trees were laden with fruit. When is the trees laden with fruit? Tishrei. world was created in Tishrei. You have Rabbi Yoshua saying, Eitz Osepri. The trees began to bring forth the fruit. When is that? Nisan. world was created in Nisan. So the Gemara is supposed to say, so now the Gemara is going to ask each opinion about the other's drushas. So the Gemara says, V'idach nami haksiv 
Eitz Osa Pri. So ultimately, again, I will say, so what does Rabbi Eliezer, right? Rabbi Eliezer, who darshans Eitz Pri, what does he do with the phrase Eitz Osa Pri, right? Eitz Osa Pri, that the tree creates fruit. Hahu lebracha ledoros hu Oh, so Rabbi Eliezer will say, that was a bracha for future generations. HaKadosh Baruch Hu Kiviyacho was blessing the trees. And he was saying to the trees, in the future, Eitzo Sepri, the trees should produce fruit. Trees, it wasn't a statement for the present of creation, but rather it was a bracha for future generations. I, V'idach Nami, HaKsiv Eitzpri. Rabbi say, what does Rabbi Yoshua do with Rabbi Eliezer's phrase, or Pasak Eitzpri, which sounds like the trees were laden with fruit? Rabbi say, this is absolutely amazing. Hahu Yeshua ben Levi. So ultimately, again, Rabbi Yeshua will say, Rabbi Yeshua will say that this is needed for the drush of Rabbi Yeshua ben Levi. Get ready for this. Because what did Rabbi Yeshua ben Levi say? Don Rabbi Yeshua ben Levi, the entirety of creation, the Gemara says, Bikomasan nivru, ledaitan nivru, litsivyonan nivru. But said, listen to this Gemara. Every part of creation, was created the Kalmasan. Look at Rashi. Bikalmasan Rashi said Nivru Bahainu Aids Pri Roi Haya Liton Primiat. Bikalmasan literally means in its stature. In its stature. In its stature means that everything that was created in creation, every part of creation, was ready to go. Was ready to go. In other words, Haya Roi Liton Liton, I guess what we would say is stature really means complete maturity. So when it says eights osa pre, right? When it says or it says eights pre, eights pre doesn't have to mean that there was actual fruit on the tree. What it means is the tree was created fully mature enough to begin to bear fruit. That's what it means komasan. It's stature, fully mature. And I will say that has to do with the fact that Akadish Baruch Hu wanted Adam Arishon to come into a world that was ready to go. Right? I will say it's kind of like if a person's doing construction, right? It's very unpleasant to live through construction, right? You have to move here. Yeah, I mean, first world problems, right? Yeah, yeah, you have to go ahead and move here. You have to say, today you can use this room today. You can't use that room. It's, it's a bit of a nuisance. HaKadosh Baruch Hu didn't want Adam and Rishon living through construction. As Rashi says, he wanted Adam to come into a world, Kishulchan Orech, like a set table. That's how much HaKadosh Baruch Hu loves us. So therefore, again, Rabbi Yoshua Levi says, everything was created in a fully mature state. Ready to use. That's Komasan. Next, Rabbi say this is wild. Ledaitam. What does it mean in accordance with their will? Look at Rashi. Ledaitam. Sha'alam im chafetzin lehibaros va'amr heim. Rabbi say Kodesh Baruch Hu asked everything in this world. Do you want to be created? Do you want to be created? Before he created anything in this world, he asked... Do you want to be created? And if and apparently, I guess everything said yes. Or Lamaisa, if things said no, I guess we never knew about them to begin with. But Lamaisa, again, everything was only created in accordance with their will. And lastly, the Gemara says, Rashi says, Everything was created in a particular tsura. Everything has a particular form. So the idea being what Rabbi Shubham Levi says, that in creation, now again, the only part that's actually relevant to this Gemara is the first part. Remember again, what do you do with the phrase eights pre, right? If you don't darshan that eights pre, like, like, Rabbi, like Rabbi Eliezer means, that the trees were bearing fruit at the time they were created. So what does it mean? What it means is the trees were fully mature and ready to bear fruit. 
Because everything that was created in this world was created in a state of complete maturity. The world was ready to go. The rest of the drasha doesn't have to do with this sugya, but it's fascinating nevertheless. So we'll say everything was created in a particular form. So the form of everything in this world, the tzivyonon, or tzivyonon ultimately means that it was created in a particular tzura, a particular defus, that nothing is haphazard, that nothing is random. Even the tzura of everything in this world is absolutely specific. And I will say this other one of Ledaitam, according to the Rosh there's a passage in the Zohar, and the Zohar says, I saw this quote in the Ben Yoyada, he doesn't quote where it's from, but Ben Yoyada says something amazing, he says, he says this idea of Ledaitam means everything. And HaKadosh Baruch Hu Kiviyachal even shows every neshama before it comes down to this world. Everything the neshama is going to go through in life. And HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, now you've seen your entire life, do you still want to come down? And the neshama has to consent. If the neshama doesn't consent, HaKadosh Baruch Hu doesn't send it down. But if the neshama consents, so so which most say something absolutely amazing. It means if we're here in this world, our neshamas were nivru ledaitan. They saw everything. My neshama saw everything that was going to happen to me in life. The good stuff and the not such good stuff, and yet nevertheless said, I'm in. I'm in. Which should give us incredible chizuk. Because if we're here, my neshama knew before I was ever created, before my physicals, about everything I was going to go through. And my neshama saw it. My neshama said, I could handle it. And the neshama ultimately said to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, put me in, put me in, coach, right? Put, put me in. I'm, I'm, I'm ready. I, 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 can, I can do this. Call my separations, everything, an incredible gemara. Shneemar, vaychulo hashamayi va'aretz, v'chol tzva'am, al tikri tzva'am, ela tzivyonam. Don't read it Sivam, but rather read it Sivyonam. Ultimately, again, Sivyonam, Rashi says, Defus. Everything was created according to its own unique form. So the Gemara says, Rabbi Elazar, so we'll say, so this is the fundamental machlokes, Rabbi Eliezer and Rabbi Yoshua, about the nature or the timing of the creation of the world. So ultimately, again, Rabbi Eliezer telling me, Tishrei, and they're both darshaning from Sukkim and Bereshis, one pasuk apart. Rabbi Eliezer telling me Tishrei, ultimately Rabbi Yeshua telling me Nisan. So I'll say something very interesting. The Shemi Shmuel has a beautiful insight on this. It's a long daf. Okay, the Shemi Shmuel, I'm going to short. Shemi Shmuel says something beautiful. He says, there's not really a machlokas. He says, there's not really a machlokas. How so? Listen to this. I'm going to quote you. He says, Dihine. So the Shem Yishmol essentially says there are two different dimensions to the world. There's Teva and there's Nes. There's nature, right? There's nature and there's the supernatural. The Shem Yishmol posits the natural world was created in Tishrei. The supernatural world, the Nes world, ultimately was created in Nisan. So the Shem Yishmuel wants to suggest they're not really disagreeing. What they're each highlighting is there are two different stages in creation. Natural creation, so to speak, although there's nothing natural about creation, but quote unquote, the Olam HaTeva, the natural world, that was Tishrei. The Olam HaNisi, the supernatural world, the miraculous world, that was created in Nisan. We'll say along the same lines, the Vashant of HaKadosh says something truly beautiful. He says, in Tishrei, Everyone agrees that Tishrei, the world, was created. So what does it mean when Rabbi Yoshua said the world was created in Nisan? The purpose of humanity and the purpose of the world through Klal Yisrael became clear in Nisan. See, I will say, the world was created in Tishrei. That everybody agrees with, according to Bashar the Bakadosh. But why was the world created? What was the purpose of creation? 
The purpose of creation only becomes known in Nisan when we leave Mitzrayim and are willing to stand by our Sinai and say, Na'asevanishma. In that moment, when a nation brings Torah to this world, when a nation becomes an Arla Gayim, when we become the guiding light to all of humanity, that's when creation gained its purpose. So both of these approaches, the Shemi Shmuel and the Baal Shem are both positing there's no real machlokas. Just Rabbi Eliezer and Rabbi Yeshua are referring to two different aspects of creation. According to the Shemi Shmuel, Rabbi Eliezer is saying in Tishrei, the natural world was created. In Nisan, there was a supernatural aspect that was superimposed on creation, supernatural creation. And the Bashem Tav HaKadosh, in Tishrei, the world was created. But for all those generations, it wasn't clear, what are we doing here? What is the purpose? Then there was another Bria, another creation, or perhaps better stated, the purpose for creation becomes revealed in Nisan, when we leave Mitzrayim, Ta'avdun Esalokim Alaharazeh, the entire purpose of creation, the entire purpose of the world became revealed ultimately through Kabbalah Satora. Incredible. More to say on this, but we'll, we'll, maybe we'll do a little Gemara. So the Gemara says as follows. So the Gemara says, How do you know that the Avos were born in Tishrei? So we'll say, listen to this. So the Pasuk says in Malachim, everybody gathered to Shlomo HaMelech, Every Jew, literally in the month of the Esanim, we'll define that word in just a moment, during Sukkot, during the seventh month. So we'll say, seventh month is Tishrei, is Tishrei. And it calls Tishrei the Yerach, Yerach means like Yerach, the month of the Esanim. So what does that mean? So the Gemara says, Yerach, Yerach, the month, Shenoldu Bo Esani Olam. The month in which the strong ones, right, the brave ones, the valiant ones were born. So the Gemara says, My master, the high Esan, Lishna, the Takifi. How do you know that Esan means? Strength, Kidrsiv, Esan, Moshavecha. Vaomer, Shamu, Harem, Esriv, Hashem, Vaisanim, Moste, Aretz. Vaomer, Koldo, Dihine, Zeba, Midaleg, Allah, Harem, Mikafes, Allah, Vaos, Midaleg, Allah, Arem, Biskos, Avos, Mikafes, Allah, Vaos, Biskos, Imo. So I will say, amazingly enough, the entire drasha comes from a pasuk in Malachim. That Shlomo Melech, by the building of the Beis Hamikdash, gathered everyone in the seventh month, which is Tishrei, which is also known as the month of Yerech Ha'isanim, the month of the strong ones. Why is it called the month of the strong ones? Because it's the month Tishrei in which the Avos were born. Yerech Ha'isanim, month in which the Avos were born. Pretty incredible. And that last drasha is also so beautiful. Called the voice of my the voice of my my beloved. It comes. But medalei galaharim, skipping over the mountains, mekapets alagvos, leaping over the valleys. Medalei galaharim. What does it mean? Skipping over the mountains. That's chus avos. Mekapets alagvos. That's chus himos. So beautiful. Rabbi Shua Omer. Binaisha b'nisan no do avos. Now Rabbi Shua disagrees. He says no. The avos weren't born in Tishrei. The avos were born in Nisan. How do I know? The shenemar vahibishmonim shana vaarbame oshana letzis pnei shami eretz mitzrayim. And it happened. Over here now, he's quoting the Pasuk from Molochim as well. It was, 480 years after we left Mitzrayim. In the fourth month, which is Chodesh Ziv, what does that refer to? Shenol Dubo Ziv Olam. The month in which, again, Ziv Sane. Now, we'll say Ziv is a lotion of radiance. The radiant ones were born. 
So we'll say so again, referring ultimately again to this month as to Nisan, as the month that the radiant ones were born, and therefore Rabbi Yeshua understands that to mean that it's the month in which the Avos were born. I wrote as Rabbi Yeshua do with the phrase Yerach Ha'isanim, Hasam Ditakifi B'mitzvahs. Ultimately, what that means is Tishrei is called the Yerach Ha'isanim, the month of the strong ones. Why? It's not a reference to the Avos. Who is it a reference to? All of us. Why are we all called the strong ones? Because it is a month that is girded or strength, strengthened with mitzvahs, right? No month has more mitzvahs than the month of Tishrei. Between Rosh Hashanah, Yom Kippur, and Sukkot. Rashi says, The Takif B'mitzvahs, Shofar Yom Kippurim, Sukkot Valula, Va'arav V'niso Hamayim. So therefore, again, Rabbi Yeshua will say, Yerach HaIsanim doesn't refer to people, but rather, again, it refers to the month. It is a month that is strengthened by all of these mitzvahs. So the Gemara says, And what does Rabbi Eliezer do with Rabbi Yeshua's drasha of Chodesh Ziv? Ultimately, again, that is, so the month of Nisan is called Chodesh Ziv, because there is radiance for the trees. How is there radiance for the trees during the month of Nisan? This is beautiful. If you go out during Nisan and you see that the trees are blossoming, Omer, because Nisan, if you trees, see the trees blossoming, what do you do? You go out and you say... Berchas Ha'ilanos, right? That's the halacha. Nisan, there's a mitzvah of Berchas Ha'ilanos, and here is the bracha. So blessed are you, Hashem, who has, there's nothing deficient from your world. You created all types of beautiful creations, beautiful trees, in order that we should get benefit from them. So therefore, again, that's the machloka. So you have over here, Rabbi Eliezer saying that the Avos were born in Tishrei, you have Rabbi Yoshua saying they were born in Nisan, Chodesh Ziv, right? So now the Gemara says, but what about dying, right? How do you know when they died? To which the Gemara says, it's very simple. The Gemara says, The opinion who holds, i.e. Rabbi Yoshua, that the Avos were born in Nisan, they died in Nisan. And the opinion that says they were born in Tishrei also holds that they died in Tishrei. How do I know this? Moshe Abinu says to Klal Yisrael, end of Dvarim, I'm 120 years old today. Now, Hayom means Moshe Abinu was saying that what? Today is my birthday. Shein Tamalomar Hayom, why do I have to say today? Moshe Abinu was saying literally today is my 120th birthday, which means that today is going to be the last day of my life. Why the Lamdecha? Shakodish Baruch Yoshif Umamalish no same shall Sadikim Yom Yom Umichodesh the Chodesh. Sitish that Hashbarah Dafka allows Sadikim to leave this world on the same day in which they entered. Shane Amar Es Mispar Yamecha Amale. The days of your life I will complete. Rabbi say, what's the symbolism here? The idea that a tzaddik dies on the same day that he was born represents a unit of completion of life. The idea being that this person led a complete life. I'm closing out this, right? The tzaddik is closing out the circle. I was born on a particular day, left. So in Moshe, it says, Today is my birthday. Today, the unit of life is complete. So interestingly enough, no one brings any proof 
to back up that the Avos died during Nisan or Tishrei, but rather they consider it a foregone conclusion that whenever the Avos were born, that's when they died as well. Amazing. The Pesach Nolod Yitzchak. Yitzchak was born at Pesach. How do I know that? The Malachim. We'll say, by the incredible, this week's parasha. This week's parasha, right? So ultimately, the Malachim say to Avram, We'll come back to you again in a year from now. The Gemara says, So when did the Malachim visit Avram Avinu? This week's parasha. So the Gemara says, So if you want to tell, say that the Malachim are there Pesach, and they say, We'll come back Shavuos. Next Yomtiv. We'll come back Shavuos. In 50 days, could Sarah have a child? She's not such a kasha, right? If she's 90 and she's having a child, right? 50 day pregnancy isn't the biggest miracle over here. But Lamaisa, again, even miracles, even miracles are embedded in Teva. So maybe again it was Shvuis, right? Maybe the Malachim came to Avram Avinu by, by what we know as Shvuis, and he was saying, Tishrei, Yom Tiv Tishrei, I'll be back, and so I'll have a baby. Akati, Bechamisha Yachimi Kayalda, in five months, could a woman have a baby? Ela Dekai Bechag, rather again, ultimately again, it was, it was, perhaps it was Sukkis, Vika Amrali Benisan. So as I was saying, we know, the tradition tells us, that the Malachim came to Avram Avinu, and ultimately, again, it was a yamtiv. We're dashing that based on la moed, right? It's a moed. They came to Avram Avinu on a yamtiv, and they said, we're going to come back to the next yamtiv to announce, the, to, right, for the birth of Yitzchak. So we're trying to figure out which yamtiv did they come, and when were they coming back? So perhaps, again, the Gemara says, Ella, the Benisan. So maybe it was Sukkis, they came to Avram Avinu, and ultimately, again, they said, we'll be back, Nisan. Akati Again, that would only be six months. So the Gemara says, Tana Osa Maybe that year was a leap year, so in fact it would be seven months. Seven months. Sof, sof. Kimadli Mar Yomi Tuma here's the problem. We know that Sari Imenu, one of the miracles that occurred when the Malachim came, was what? That she became a Nida. She became a Nida. Rashi points out something very interesting that although Avram Avinu had asked her to prepare bread, they never ended up serving bread, right? And the Rashi says over here, Malamid Shepirsa Nida. She became a Nida, and therefore they never ended up serving the dough. So, so you don't even have a full amount of time because if Sari Amina became a Nida, that means that ultimately there was some amount of purification time as well. So ultimately, again, the Gemara says, without getting into this, there's an interesting about the ability to give birth at partial months. In other words, to not have a full-term pregnancy, but for the pregnancy to still be viable. So the Gemara says, even according to the opinion who says that Yoledes Letisha, right, a full-term pregnancy has to go full-term. Interestingly enough, a woman who gives birth at seven months, Yoledes Lemikutan, kid give birth at partial intervals, and ours doesn't have to be a full seven months, Shnei Tekufas Hayomim, Miu Tekufas It was Tekufas Hayomim, Miu Tekufas Right, so the miut of seasons will be two, and ultimately again, umiut yamim shanim, and a minimum of yamim is two. So we'll say, bottom line, the conclusion the Gemara reaches is that they came on Pesach and they said we'll be back on Pesach. Right, the Gemara ultimately says over here, however, again, based on the psukim, 
there's a certain level of ambiguity. But Lamaisa, again, we come out with the conclusion that Yitzchak Avinu, remember, I want to point out, although Rabbi Yoshua and Rabbi Eliezer argue on the creation of the world, they also argue about the birth date of the Avos, they also argue about the, the Mashiach, Lamaisa, they agree that Yitzchak was born on, on Pesach, right? That, that piece was not debated. Next, so Sarah were remembered for pregnancy on Rosh Hashanah. How do we know that? Both say there's no argument about this point as well. That Sarah, Rachel, and Chana were remembered for pregnancy on Rosh Hashanah. Why? Because we have the Xerah Shava of Pekida, Pekida. Pekida means remembrance. Zechira, Zechira, also remembrance. What's the, what's the drasha? Ksiv barachel, vayiskar lakimes rachel. It says by Rachel, when she was finally remembered for pregnancy, HaKadosh Baruch remembered Rachel. Uksiv b'chana, vayiskare Hashem. B'chana also has that Hashem remembered her. So we'll say, so right, Lashon of Zechira by Rachel, Lashon of Zechira by Chana. Vaasya, Zechira, Zechira me Rosh Hashanah. Then make a Gzira Shava, Zechira, Zechira to Rosh Hashanah. What is it about Rosh Hashanah? Dechsev, Shabason, Zichron, Trua. So the Torah uses the Lashon of Zichron by Rosh Hashanah. So it says, Zechira by Rachel, Zechira by Chana, Zechira by Rosh Hashanah, which teaches us that the Imaos were remembered, and Chana was remembered on Rosh Hashanah. Pekida, Pekida, Ksiv Vachana, Kipakar Hashem es Chana. It says Hashem remembered Chana. Uksiv besara v'Hashem pakad es Sara, and Hashem remembered Sara. So therefore, again, I both say just like Hashem remembered Chana on Rosh Hashanah. That's the that's the gzera. That's the that's the that's the drasha of zechira zechira. So the drasha pekida pekida links Sara with Chana. So I both say it's a fascinating drasha. So it's a two it's a two pronged drasha. Part one is the linkage between Rachel. Chana and Rosh Hashanah. Zechira, Zechira, Zechira. So right, it says, Zechira by Rachel, Zechira by Chana, Zechira by Rosh Hashanah, teaching me that Rachel and Chana were remembered for pregnancy on Rosh Hashanah. I, what about Sarah? So by Sarah, Sarah is linked to Chana. How so? Pekida, Pekida. So Chana is linked to Sarah, sorry, Sarah is linked to Chana, just like Chana was remembered for pregnancy on Rosh Hashanah, so to a Sarah. Fast, fascinating drasha. There's also, again, we don't have time for it, but it's also fascinating how Rachel and Chana are a unit, and Sarah Imenu is kind of by herself, which is a lot more to say on that, but it will, hopefully we'll have time at the end of this year. So the Gemara says as follows, but Rosh Hashanah Yotzi Yosei Yosef left jail on Rosh Hashanah. So the Gemara says, "Min Alam Dechsev." Listen to this: Tiku Bachodesh Shofar Bakesa Liyom Chagenu Kichok Liyisrael. So let's remember again: We darshan that pasuk very beautifully, right? We darshan that a few days ago. That Alach Alamayis again. This is the reference to Rosh Hashanah. To Rosh Hashanah, right? So what, which which is the month in which the moon is obscured? That is Rosh Hashanah. Kichok Liyisrael Hu. So we'll say, what's the next pasuk? Amud Beis. Amud Beis. Edus Biosef Shemo. So I'll say literally again, remember, this is all from Tehillim, Kapitel Pei Aleph, chapter 81 in Tehillim. And right after this Pasad that describes Rosh Hashanah, the very next statement is, Eidos Biosef Shemo, Betseso Al Eretz Mitzrayim. Right? A testimony by Yosef when he went out on Egypt. So the fact that Yosef's going out on Egypt, which represents his freedom from servitude, his freedom from jail, happens, that Pasuk is mentioned right after 
The Pasuk, which describes Rosh Hashanah, tells us that Yosef was freed on Rosh Hashanah. But Rosh Hashanah, Batla, Avodim, Avosim, Mitzrayim, also that's Kavayi, the second line, Yudal, from the base. On Rosh Hashanah, so the Avodah stopped from our Avos, which we said again, remember, that we were still in Mitzrayim until Nisan, but we, the servitude stopped on Rosh Hashanah. Ksiv Hacha, Vautzeisi Escha Mitacha Sivlos Mitzrayim. It says over here, I will take you. I will take you out from underneath the burdens of Egypt, Uksiv Hasam Hasirosi Misevel Shikhmo. And it says over here, I will remove from you the burdens on top of your shoulder. So we'll say, I want to point out, that's the same capital of Tehillim. Same Pe Aleph. Pe Aleph, Pe Aleph, Pasik Zion. So essentially, what's fascinating is apparently in Pe Aleph, that becomes the source for all, for Rosh Hashanah. Right for the for the dynamic of Rosh Hashanah, the month of Bakesel Yom Chagenu, the fact that Rosh Hashanah is a day of judgment, the Zunar from that capital, and also the events which occurred on Rosh Hashanah are also alluded to in that capital. The freedom of Yosef, and ultimately again the cessation of servitude. Because remember again it says Right? Remember again the Torah used lashon of Sivlos. Sivlos. When it talks about, again, I will take you out from servitude. And in that capital of Tulum, it says, Hasirosi misevel shikmo. I will remove the burden, the sivlos, the sivlos that are on your shoulders. So from here you see that servitude stopped on Tishan Rosh Hashanah as well. Benisan Negalu, was very beautiful. We were redeemed in Nisan. Kidi Isa. Right, so let's say that's an easy one, right? That I actually have a Pasuk in the Torah to tell me, right? Torah spends a lot of time speaking about the fact that we were emancipated, we were freed during Nisan. Pesach. Betisha Sidonigal, but ultimately, again, future, future emancipation, future, right? Mashiach will come in Tishrei. How do I know that? Asya Shofar Shofar. That's Xir Sheva Shofar Shofar. Ksifach, it says over here, Tikubach Shofar. It says over by Rosh Hashanah. Tiku b'chodesh shofar again. Tehillim pe aleph uksiv hasam bayom hahu yitaka b'shofar gadol. On that day, the great shofar will be sounded. So if Rabbi Osam make a gzir shava between the messianic era and Rosh Hashanah, Rabbi Yeshua Yeshua disagrees and he says no. Benisan nigalu u benisan asidem nigal. Rabbi Yeshua disagrees. So also Rabbi Eliezer holds. Remember, everyone holds that we were redeemed in Nisan, right? That's an indisputable. That's an undisputable fact. That's Pesach. So we were redeemed in Pesach, but ultimately, again, Rabbi Eliezer holds that Allah Kalamai said we will be redeemed on Rosh Hashanah, right? On Rosh Hashanah. How does he know that? Gzeir Shavav Shofar Shofar. Says Shofar Rosh Hashanah. The Messianic era is heralded in by the Tkiah Shofar as well. Shofar Rosh Hashanah is in the on. Shofar Rosh Hashanah is Rosh Hashanah. So to the Shofar of Moshe will be on Rosh Hashanah as well. Rabbi Yeshua disagrees. He says, Benisan Nigalu or Benisan Asidin Nigal. We were redeemed in Nisan, Pesach. And Mashiach will come in Nisan as well. Where does he know that from? Minalan, Amikra, Lel, Shimurim. This is incredible. When the Torah describes the night of Pesach, it describes it as a Lel Shimurim. And what do we? How, how does Rabbi Yeshua darshan that? Lel Hamashumar Uba Mishesh This is a night that is guarded and prepared all the way from the beginning of creation. Rabbi Yeshua understands that Lel Shimurim, you know, Shimurim doesn't just have to mean guarded. Shamar could also mean prepared. This night has been prepared from the beginning of creation. Prepared for what? Prepared for messianic arrival. 
that ultimately, again, this night, so it's interesting. So Rabbi, in Rabbi Yeshua's model, that all, all dramatic national redemptions only occur in one time. Pesach could only have occurred on the 15th of Nisan. Mashiach could only occur on the 15th of Nisan. B'Nisan Nigalu, who B'Nisan Asidin Nigal, because this time, Lel Shimurim, it was programmed into nature. That night is prepared, is guarded, is really prepared from the beginning of time, ultimately to be ripe for redemption. So beautiful. V'idach, what does Rabbi Eliezer do with Lel Shimurim? What does he do with it? It's quite beautiful. Lel HaMashumar Ubamin HaMazikin. It means ultimately, again, it is a night that is guarded from any danger. Lel Shimurim just means that there's Shimurim, Kadesh Baruch who watches us. There's a special Shmira, a special guardianship that occurs on the night of Pesach. So Rabbi say, this is the fundamental machlok you see in Rabbi Lezer Bishu. Rabbi just on this last piece, in one minute, the Kiddush HaSlevi, Rabbi Levi Yitzchak, Rabbi says something so incredibly beautiful. He says, what's this machlok? So I said, we spoke about again, about the machlok is about the creation of the world. What's the machlok is about Mashiach? What, 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 is, what is that machlok so the Rebbe says something so beautiful. He says, you have Rabbi Eliezer saying that Mashiach will come, that Mashiach will come in Tishrei, right? You have Rabbi Yeshua saying Mashiach will come in Nisan. Listen to the words of the Rebbe. The Rebbe explains, quoting the Gemara and the Sechah Sanhedrin, that there are two ways in which Mashiach comes. We could deserve it, Zahu, or Lo Zahu. We could deserve it or not deserve it. If we deserve it, we could expedite Messianic arrival. If we don't deserve it, Chodesh Baruch Hu will bring Mashiach anyway, but it just may take a little bit more time. So Rabbi Levi Yitzchak says something absolutely amazing. He says, Mashiach comes in Tishrei. What does that refer to? What the Rebbe calls, Isarusa Dilatasa, an awakening from below. In other words, we'll say, what's the month of Tishrei? The month of Tishrei is a month of Tshuva and Maisim Tovim that we have the ability to expedite messianic arrival. We have the ability to bring Mashiach now if we act and we behave and we live in the right way. That's what Rabbi Eliezer is saying. If we live a life of Tishrei, we can bring Mashiach now. If we live a life of Torah, of mitzvot, of Maisim Tovim, if we live a life of Ruchnius, if we live a life of Tishrei, you see, Rabbi Eliezer says, Rabbi Yitzchak, Tishrei is not just a month. Tishrei is a lifestyle. If I live a Tishrei lifestyle, I can bring Mashiach now. And Rabbi Yeshua says, you're right. But what if we don't? If we don't, Benisan Nisan So what happened in Nisan? Why were we redeemed? Did we deserve it? Did we deserve it? No. We did not deserve to be taken out of Egypt. We were taken out of Egypt because Chosh Baruch made a promise to Avraham Avinu in the Brisbane Absarim. So Rabbi Yeshua says, you're right. Halavai we should be zochah to lead Tishrei lives. But if not, benison asidin ligal. Mashiach will come ultimately because the Baruch will redeem us no matter what. So I will say, there's a very beautiful message in that, which is the good news is, what's the good news? The good news is, Mashiach's coming. Mashiach's coming. Whether we deserve it or not, Geula will come. But the incredible, the incredible mandate that we are given is, don't wait for Nisan. Live a life of Tishrei. Rabbi, Eli- Rabbi Eliezer is crying out, you don't have to wait for HaKadosh Baruch Hu to bring Mashiach. 
You don't have to be passive. You don't have to just sit there pining by the window for messianic arrival. We have the ability to control the process. Betishrei asidin ligoel. If we live a life of Tishrei, if we live a life of Tshuva and Meisim Tovim, if Tishrei isn't just one month out of the year, but every month is Tishrei, every day is Tishrei, and I live like a constant Yomim Noroim, always doing Tshuva for what I've done wrong and bettering myself in order to advance my personal and national agenda. If I live a life of Tishrei, then ultimately I can expedite Messianic arrival. So the Rebbe says they're not really arguing. Just like they're not arguing about creation, they're not really arguing about messianic arrival. They're just highlighting two different, two different, we'll call it modes, or two different types of messianic arrival and redemption. Default, that's Nisan. Personalistic expediting of the process, that's Tishrei. We'll see, we'll do one more line, then we'll start. Both Rabbi Eliezer and Rabbi Yoshua go according to their reasoning. And I will say it's incredible. The Sanya, actually, I will say we'll stop over here. We'll pick up Emirat Hashem. Now, again, we're not finished. We're not finished. Because what we're going to see in actuality, interestingly enough, is that although we frame the Machlokas of Eleazar and Yoshua about how you interpret a phrase in Bereshis by creation, Eitz Pri or Eitz Oseh Pri, in fact, we're going to see that a lot of how they understand these events is also rooted in the timeline of the Mabul, the timeline of the flood, Emirat Hashem to be continued tomorrow.